Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters, and you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Hey guys, you're listening to Comic Book Characters, or as the cool kids call it, CBC. Uh, your one-stop shop for comic book news of the week. And to help me recap it all is um, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. But before we get to you, and I always mess this up every single time. Uh, my name is Ig, and I am the president and CEO of Snark Industries, also known as the Invisible Incredible Ig. Um, Al, how's it going, man? Hey, everyone. Uh, God damn it. Are you going to do that every... <laughs> Did you do that last time, too? But <laughs> I'm going to do it every time, man. Every time till Spidey is just in my arms. Uh, which is coming soon, because you ready. will be uh, mm-hmm. coming up to Boston next week, actually. Actually, like, like yeah, like today, next so week. So this is uh, probably our last... No, this... I mean, well, I guess there is a chance we could record before we see Civil War. I don't think we will, though. I think this is probably our last one before mm-hmm. we go see the movie. And then we're going to try and record mm-hmm. something together um, to get reactions, maybe the day after we see it. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Civil War later on and kind of get our last impressions before the movie drops. Uh, but before we, before we do that, we are going to start things off a little bit differently this week. We usually leave this segment for later on in the show, but there were some pretty big news items that hit uh, in the last couple of weeks. So I think... You can say that. Yeah, you, you, you could say that. Uh, so I think this week... We're going to start with Little Punch and Pie, um, or, you know, coffee and pie, tea and pie, whatever you want. You can get a nice little latte. Vodka pie. You can get an espresso. You can get a mochaccino, whatever you want, because you just arrived in... Macchiato. Casting Corner. Uh, Mm -hmm. Welcome to Casting Corner, everyone. Love that Casting Corner. And the reason we're starting it off, starting the show off with Casting Corner is because we got some huge news, man. R.D. Jay, Robert Downey Jr., uh, one of the biggest names in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in particular because he you know, has took on the role of Tony Stark. A lot of people credit those. Uh, the first Iron Man movie which with kind of starting this phase of Marvel movies that's been super successful. He's now been cast to appear in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, let's just start off with that, man. What, what are your thoughts yeah. when you saw that? I love it. I mean, you know... <laughs> I, I know that you love that, that Tony Stark and Iron Man and RDJ are just kind of, you know, the ruling the roost of the superhero oh, cinematic it up. universe. Soaking it I know, up. I know you love it, and that's fine, and that's great. But I actually think this is great. I think you take the hottest singular property within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you use him to boost this version of Spider-Man on Sony's side. It's brilliant. I think... I think that's the smartest thing. And not only that, I think if you're RDJ, holy crap, is this a smart move? Because, you know, RDJ's got a contract with Marvel Studios, right? And they have to pay him an ungodly amount of money for whatever films he does for them. But this thing is a Sony venture, so it's a whole new contract. It's a whole new payday for RDJ. And he, he could lock himself into cameo appearances for other uh sony pictures you know moving forward and and it's just a really smart move by him but you bring a really dynamic character like his version of tony stark onto the big screen with uh with spidey with tom holland i think it's great i'm i'm so thumbs up on this well this also makes iron man the well i was gonna say the second you know marvel character to cross over between sony and marvel studios but I mean, I guess it would be the the second to cross over as far as the actual same actor playing the same role, right? Because we have we have had Quicksilver in two different. Oh right. Um, but anyway, that's just a, besides the point. But um, you know, we just found out about this news. But what do you think the chances are that this is something that was set 
you know, back when Sony made this deal, do you think there's any chance that they were like, okay, we'll let you have Spidey, but we get we get Iron Man, and that's part of the deal? Do you think that was ever a discussion? Know. I don't know if Iron Man specifically was ever mentioned, but I'm sure that when they were talking and hashing it out, uh, that that was always a like a contingency or a, is that the right word? What am I looking for? I think you mean that was yeah. always a. That was always a part of the agreement that, like, we're going to let Spidey play in the Marvel Universe, but we want some Marvel Universe people on our side, too. But also... Maybe not specifically mentioning Iron Man, though. Well, and this is not just me being an Iron Man homer here, though it kind of is. I mean, don't you think he would be the top choice, though? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think... You know, you could... I mean, you could go a lot of different ways. I think Spidey Hulk would work well. Spidey Cap... I mean, right. would do great, but yeah, I think, I think Iron Man would be the number one choice. I, I, I think that works perfectly. Um, you almost, you almost wonder if Marvel, the publishing arm of Marvel, got wind of this early, because if you look at their Iron Man comic now, they've got Mary Jane, you mm-hmm. know, in the comic, and it's a little Spider-Man related, you know, and so they're already kind of mixing, yeah, on that side. So maybe they had a heads up. Um, so, but no, you're right. I think I think by far going with RDJ would have been my number one choice as well. Is it confirmed that Spider-Man: Homecoming is taking place after Civil War? No. Okay. Because I it I, I almost to, wonder it, if like it's a spoiler. If that's if Homecoming is going to be the backstory for how Spidey and and Tony get oh, together. That was just a thought I right. had because you know one of my original thoughts when I saw that casting was, oh good, Iron Man's not going to die in Civil War. <laughs> Cuz I would be really oh. bummed. Uh, and also you would you would be ecstatic. You would be sitting right next to me. Um, and that might still happen because maybe this is maybe this is that that story <clears throat> told in the past. Right. But I don't know. I feel yeah. like that's more that's kind of unlikely. But then again, I don't. I keep going back and forth because you know we're we're not really getting an origin story with this Spider-Man, so maybe that's that's in this movie, and that part of that is how he you know gets embroiled in the whole Civil War. Yeah, thing. It, it 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 lends itself to a lot of interesting narrative options. I think, which is great. Right. Um, you know, I I think because I that is when we first got wind of this news, I think like literally your response was yippee, like like. <laughs> Iron Man's not gonna die. I've never said yippee War. in my no, life. No, I know you didn't. You didn't say yippee, but you 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 gave the the essence of the yippee. Yeah, you I definitely gave a yippee like essence for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, you were excited because you thought like, all right, cool, this means Iron Man doesn't die. And then I was almost immediately was like, well, wait a minute, they, this could be like this could take place beforehand yeah. or whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, man. Right. Like, it's, so I can't, I still can't but, relax. I can't get comfy, but it's, it's going to, I think it's going to be a good time either way, uh, for homecoming. Now, have you know, the other thing is, have we confirmed that this actually, that there's going to be a homecoming dance in this film? If there's not a homecoming dance in Spider-Man homecoming, I'm going to be very disappointed. I think it has to be. Cause I think, I think that's one of the contract, contractually obligated things is like spider-man has to dance in every spider-man movie so (laughs) i think that definitely has to happen but i mean it's uh, as we'll get to later you know spider-man's just hearing his voice i mean this is this is a kid we're talking about and a big part of being a kid is going to school and going to homecoming dances um so uh yeah i would be very surprised if it wasn't uh if it wasn't that um you know we, we had a couple of we actually, we were going to jump to a different thing um, next, but I almost wonder if we should stay with Spidey since we're on the subject. Well, I think, you know, as excited as we are about the RDJ news, don't forget that we also did get some, what I think is sad news regarding the Spider-Man Homecoming, and that's that Michael Keaton is that's out right. of the project. Yeah. Which I haven't and... really heard much about. I, there's not really much detail there, right? It's just like, oh, he was in and now he's not. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and that happens with a lot of movies. You know, people come in and out of films all the time, and it's not even always publicized. Like, we don't even always know, you know, who's who's in or out of a project. It just so happens with this one that we were kind of made aware. Um, maybe they that were bums like, me out though, man, because maybe they were like, "Hey, we Michael want you to King play Vulture," and he's like, "Fuck off," and then just walked off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, all I know is. I would have liked to have seen Michael Keaton, especially if they could have gotten a Keaton RDJ scene in there somehow. Some uh, yeah, 
you know, that would have been nice. Keaton, you know I what's funny? The, he's like, Keaton, I, I think he's such a good actor, and he can do all kinds of things. Definitely. I don't, at least I don't remember him ever really playing like an out, outright villain, but I always feel like he would be a great villain. Yeah. It's just too bad that we haven't seen that yet. I think like he would Like, swap, you've seen The Departed, right? Yeah. So, swap Jack Nicholson's way too over-the-top portrayal <laughs> of whatever character he was in that movie. I can't think of the name of it. But swap him out with the with the Michael Keaton. Yeah. I think Michael Keaton would have nailed that role. Yeah, Michael Keaton's in, uh, in uh, what was the, the, the movie here that, the, oh, Spotlight that came out. Michael Keaton was in that. And... I like the fact that they didn't try and like give everyone Boston accents because that's really one of the annoying things about movies set in Boston. Like everyone has to do a Boston accent, and it ends up right, and it ends up being like a bunch of guys doing really, really bad Boston accents. Um, his really drifted in and out, but I thought when he when he did it, he actually did it pretty well. It, it was pretty good. The best one I've ever seen is Christian Bale, who's not even from Boston, but he's such not a from fucking America, badass. Yeah. yeah, he's such a great actor. That he like just must have spent hours and hours figuring it out. I mean, he learned how to play drums for his role in The Big Short, and like he right, and he, he only does it for like a little, like it's not even that. Yeah, and he much of the movie. he, he like completely drum. nailed the Boston accent, like perfectly. Um, that guy's amazing. But anyway, um, yeah, sad about Michael Keaton. But hey, you lose one, but you get a pretty huge name. Uh, you get RDJ. RDJ. Yeah, it's good. But also, I think the other thing that it shows is that. Um, what Sony and Marvel are looking for is a really big actor for the villain role in Spider-Man. Yeah, right. So whether it's whether you're looking at a John Malkovich now or you know whoever, it, it kind of shows you where they're looking at least. And I like that. I like that they're you know they're going to try to get somebody with some some serious acting. Jobs. Let's. You want to do a little more casting stuff with the Spider-Man yeah, movie? Let's do, let's do Spider-Man. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, because they cast a couple of other. Young actors, um, and you mm-hmm. you know ima- we're imagining that these are going to be students in the high school that that Peter goes classmates, to. classmates, friends, foes. One is uh, one life to live actress Laura Harrier. I don't know much about her, uh, but the news is that she landed a quote unquote significant role in Marvel and Sony's movie, um, and that wasn't the only name. Maybe the bigger name because he's more well known to to movie audiences is Tony. Revalori, who you probably don't know the name, but if you've seen Grand Budapest Hotel, he's the uh, the lobby boy. He's a lobby boy. Yeah, and he's really yeah. good in that movie. Um, he is good. He's really good. He has a lot of personality. Um, and apparently he's going to play like a friend of Peter's named Manuel. And two, uh, two things kind of jump out at me because this, on top of the Zendaya news, um, it's cool that like they're actually taking the Brooklyn location seriously this time. Like it's actually a diverse cast. It's not like a school of right. white people, <laughs> which is really <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, and because both of these both of these actors I just mentioned are, uh, I don't specifically know their background, but I think they qualify as minorities. Um, uh, right. And that's that's awesome. Like that's that's cool to see. And like they're trying to make that that aspect of it a little more realistic. Um, what are your what was your reaction to some of this news? I'm I'm on board definitely with the Revlori uh, casting news especially because I'm just more familiar with him. Uh, I really loved his portrayal of Lobby Boy in Grand Budapest Hotel, so I'm I'm excited to see him in this. I think you you hit it on the head. I like that they're being so diverse with the casting. Uh, clearly, um, and and not only that, they're 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 casting young. You know, this isn't Tobey Maguire. This isn't Andrew Garfield, twenty-eight, trying to play an an eighteen-year-old. Right. You know, these are they're, maybe they're not like super young teens, but they're like, you know, mid-teens, late teens, maybe like twenty-ish. And um, I I like that that's gonna really give it a different feel in terms of the other Spidey films that we've uh, seen in the past. Yeah, and I, I looked it up because I always feel bad that I don't have the backgrounds of these. <laughs> Actors, you know, right at my fingertips. But mm-hmm. Revelori is of Guatemalan descent. Um, I'm not sure about Laura Harrier. I haven't haven't had as much luck finding information about her. Um, but anyway, man, good news and looking forward to that movie. That should be interesting. Hopefully, Tony doesn't die. <laughs> hashtag don't die. Tony don't, don't die, die, Tony. Hashtag hashtag uh, dead man. Well, you might you might have the skinny pretty it's soon because you're going to be hanging out with Robert Downey Jr. Right. 
one on one. Yeah, maybe. One on one. I, it's, I like how, uh, you know, so for those that don't know, a little behind the scenes, I recently entered a contest where RDJ is starting a, like a foundation. Uh, it's like a like a helping hands organization type thing. It's called Omaze, O-M-A-Z-E dot com, if anyone wants to check it out. But um, he's doing this contest where you can win a, kind of like a weekend with him in New York, yeah. private screening of Civil War. You get to have pizza with him. Seems like a super cool thing. I entered, and when I told you about this news, I thought you'd be like, oh, that's really cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> but no. no, you were like, but here's the other thing. It's supposedly this little uh, adventure would take place during the time in which I'm supposed to go to Boston and hang out with right. you. You were like, I thought we were going to hang out. Yeah. Why did you even enter? What, like, why would you do this to me? And I, 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 Obviously, there's no chance you're going to win this, but sorry. Well, to- I just think it's funny because I've, I've somehow created kind of a beef between well, – it's between you and me, but it should be between you and RDJ for, for my love and affection. Yeah, I mean, I might write him a note, just be like, hey, if he wins, like, you know, throw that one away. You know, yeah. make it – just so that he doesn't ever sees it, but yeah, dude, it's like you're gonna come visit me, and then you're gonna go hang out yeah. with RDJ. Yeah, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna get to Boston and be like, "All right, dude, I'm out. I'm going to New York." Wait, here's so, a key question though: Can you bring a guest? Yeah. Okay. You're, yes, you can. You're not gonna like my answer. I already, Are you sure? I already told no. my mom I would take her. What? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna. So you're gonna come here. You're gonna arrive in Boston. <laughs> you're gonna stay at my house. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with Robert Downey Jr. And, my and I'll be mom. like, oh, is there yeah. an extra ticket? Yeah, I'm taking my mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, uh, she got too. She got way. She got so excited though. Like she got so yeah. excited when I entered. That's I true. I would. It. I would be pretty happy for your mom actually. Um, all right, let's move on because I don't want to talk about this anymore. You know, I yeah, I'm so sorry, man. It's fine. You got to go to WrestleMania though, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about another <laughs> bit of news that's somewhat yeah. Spidey-related. Willem Dafoe, who played Green Goblin uh, yeah. in the the first Tobey Maguire movie, and I think he was in the second one as well, I believe. Yeah, briefly. Uh, has been cast to be in Justice League as yeah. a quote-unquote good guy. Yeah. So what... As the hero. Yeah, so, so Green Lantern, right, for sure? Oh man, you know, I, I was you know, it's so joking. funny. I even I asked you off the air, like, who did you, you know, who did you think he could possibly play? And I actually haven't given it any thought. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I haven't given it That's any great, thought dude. at all. I'm gonna go with Hawkman. I guess Hawkman. Oh, Hawkman would I'm gonna be go with sweet. Hawkman. Right? Um, I don't like have any. Old but battle worn Hawkman. What about Plastic Man? You got Plastic Man would be pretty sweet. Plastic Man, you got, uh, let's see, what, Booster Gold? I don't, that probably won't happen. I see people um, online guessing that he could be playing uh, Maxwell Lord. Uh, oh, okay. Who, I think in the comics, is kind of part responsible for creating the Justice League, or part of the Justice League. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's actually not a bad guess. Um I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I want to see I want to see Willem Dafoe though, with the like the 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 uh, the bare chest, yeah, with the wings yep. and the hawk head. I yeah, that I would be amazing. Wanted... I, considering the age of the other superheroes in this movie, I don't think Willem Dafoe is going to be a superhero. I think he's going to be probably <laughs> someone who's like a commissioner. That's why I type. want it. That's why that's why I want that hawk. Man. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's kind of funny that. So what are the odds? Because we already talked about J.K. Simmons is going to be Commissioner Gordon, and of course he was J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi Spider Man's. What are the odds that they got J.K. Simmons on board, and then they were like, "Hey, by the way, you did this movie with Willem Dafoe. Do you have his number? Could you talk to him <laughs> for us? It's, yeah. I think you could get him on board. I think it's very possible. It's very likely. Um, maybe Willem Dafoe will play Jimmy Olsen's dad, and he can explain what happened in uh, Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> It'll just be a man crying, and no one will know why. Because <laughs> yeah. no one... So here's here's another small aside. Is uh, So one of my best childhood friends, a guy by the name of Jesse, um, he was a huge fan of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but his favorite part of the movie, and I'll never forget this, and anytime I see the movie, this just immediately like stands out, 
when Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn is about to uh, inject himself with the uh, serum that makes him crazy and, and powerful, he lays on a table, right, like on a mm-hmm. medical table, and they put these little clamps like over, like right where his nipples are for some reason. <laughs> And <laughs> I can't imagine this was in the script. I think this is a Willem Dafoe original golden nugget. But he goes, when when the clamps come down on his nips, he goes, oh, it's cold. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so funny, man. Like, I, I can't unsee that scene. Oh, man. Like, that part. It's so good. So you don't remember laughing at it at you, first, but, like, since it's been mentioned to you, like, it's just yeah yeah, yeah. Right. I didn't even catch it the first have to go back and couple watch of it. times I saw the movie my friend my friend caught it right away and he was like dude did you see this thing I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> and I saw it again I'm like holy crap that's so funny uh, so yeah uh, go watch that everyone it's funny I promise uh, moving on oh wait did you want moving to tell on. people what you called that little segment because it was pretty great Defoe oh Defoe is the hero yeah you were so proud of yourself for coming up with that I was that might, well, maybe that'll be the name of the pot of this episode we'll see Supposed to hero, I uh, I was really proud of that. Yeah, well, because I said it like instantaneously though. It wasn't like I, I gave it a lot of thought. Either. Right. Anyway, it sounds terrible now. So thank you for making me self conscious. Uh, it was really bad. I thought it was gonna be like the fuck the foe and like a photo of like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, the sixties Spider Man cartoon. Yeah. Um. All right. So in other news, we've got some pretty sweet. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 news, Volume 2. Um, so we've already touched on Sylvester Stallone is going to be in the film, which I keep forgetting that, by the way. Yeah, me and then too. I think about it, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to see that. Uh, we've got Kurt Russell, also great. Oh, I keep forgetting now, that. Is he, yeah, I know. is he Peter Quill's dad? Was that confirmed? <laughs> we haven't. They haven't okay. confirmed that. And then... Now we've got Nathan Fillion of Firefly, of Serenity, yeah, I mean, of like Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, right? Of Castle, my little sister who loves Castle more than any person on this planet. <laughs> I'm not even joking; that's a real thing. Um, Nathan Fillion is going to be, I guess, spoilers if you don't want to know this, but he's going to be uh, playing Wonder Man. In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume Two. That's it's, what do you think about that? That's interesting. I mean, I not really a name I was expecting to hear in, in any of these Marvel movies. And you know mm-hmm. what, dude? We just keep checking names off, and one of these days we're gonna get there, and there's gonna be one name left, and it's gonna be Darkhawk, and that day what? is getting closer and closer. Okay, <laughs> so I love it. I'm all for it. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I don't so know what, how this is gonna work. That Wonder Man has like one of the weirdest costumes in the in the comic universe. Just like a giant W yeah. and like skin tight tights. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm imagining they're not gonna go with that look. Uh, wonder if they'll still keep the W on the chest though. That could be nice. Yeah, or maybe on the back of a jacket. Yeah. You know, I could see that. I I, I imagine jacket and sunglasses somehow. Right. On Fillion. The other thing about Fillion in this role, and if anyone out there has seen uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog with Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day, he plays this superhero character named uh, Captain Hammer. <laughs> Hammer is a real, kick. like, he's a, yeah, <laughs> he's a real kind of pompous and stuff. I have a feeling that that's going to be kind of like what this Wonder Man character might be like. Not quite so over the top, but like. Almost like. In like uh, Batman in the Lego Batman movies, yeah. So, yeah, so kind of there, not, not so cartoonish. So not too jokey. No, well, no, jokey's fine, but just not so cartoonish. Not so cartoonish, but but like kind of a full of himself hero. Yes, yes. That could be cool. That that could work actually. That could be yeah. great. I think Nathan Villian can nail that right. that role for sure. Uh, what else we got, man? What else we got? Got anything else? Yeah, I thought we did. Yeah, we did. We do have uh, our first look. I'm not sure if this actually counts as casting news, but we might as well talk about it since I already brought it. We'll leave it here. Yeah. <laughs> I already got the ball rolling. Uh, we got our first look um, as a uh, uh, Finn Jones. Finn Jones uh, as Danny Rand in the first Iron Fist uh, show. Uh, time to get Randy. It's time to get Randy. Uh, I clicked on this story thinking like, cool, I'm going to get to see him in his in his Iron Fist 
you know, get yeah. up. And uh, it's yeah. just him. Like, what'd you get? What'd you get? Seemingly instead? skipping on the streets of New York. Or, I'm sorry, Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> looking like a dirty hippie. And that's it. He looks like a dirty hippie. He does. That's it. That's he all looks... we got. He's just a dirty hippie with like blonde curly hair and a beard and what looks like a, a giant kind of like Apple computer cord flying in the air. Um, <laughs> I don't have much else to add, dude. That's it. Yeah, it's really weird. Like what time, you know, and the, the when I saw these images, the first thing I thought is like, wait, what time, like what time frame is this taking place in? Right. Because he's with another character. Uh, I can't think of her name. But it's a female character. And she's got like bell bottoms on. And he's like kind of looks like a hippie. I'm like, is this supposed to be taking place in the 60s? Like what? Yeah. But he's got, I think he has like an eye. An eye. Uh, what are those called? iPod? It looks he's like an iPod. iPod. I'm like, it looks, it looks kind of like, like an older iPod. Like, like from the early 2000s. Oh, you're totally right. right? It's so, like one of those bulky ones. And I'm just like, what? I I don't know what's going on with this with this uh, show. So, uh, he's definitely has piqued my yeah. interest. Maybe he's a time traveler from like ten years ago. Maybe he's Doctor. Maybe he's the Doctor from Doctor Who. I don't know, but uh, we're getting closer and closer to the Defenders. Uh, we'll take a look at Iron Fist yeah. pretty soon. That one is scheduled to hit. Do we know when that's coming out? Sometime in 2017. Mm. So, yeah. Oh really? Wow, it's a lot sooner than yeah. I thought. Uh, I only dropped the Doctor Who reference for you because I know you don't like Doctor I, Who. I, it's not that I don't like it. It like doesn't it's exist in my world. It doesn't exist. Like, it's yeah, not, it's just not even there. Um, all right, man. Well, you know, we we let it off with a bang this week with Casting Corner, and we'll definitely be coming back. Oh, that was a nice uh, little pit stop, though. Love going to Casting Corner every time. It's always a great time. It's even better than uh, Sex Panther. <laughs> Fifty percent of the time, it's always a great time. <laughs> um, we've got some—I don't know—is this maybe casting corner adjacent news? Or actually, you know what? Before we touch on that, before we touch on, you're doing that, a lot of touching this week. I t- <laughs> so much. I went to a Harmar Superstar okay, concert the yeah. other day. So there's—if anyone's ever seen this this gentleman, a wonderful singer, a wonderful musician. But the guy is just like, he's a groovy, sexy dude, and he wants everyone to be touching everyone all the time. So I think that's that's where all the time is. He, does he really say that during the show? Uh, you know, he he implies things. He takes off his clothes a lot. Oh, okay. So I'm not even joking about that. That's a real thing. So this guy probably has some um, crazy after after parties. <laughs> probably. Funny thing is, he looks like Jay Sherman from The Critic. Like, oh god. Okay, so maybe not. I'll retract that statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally, I'm not even. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll post a pic on the thread. Uh, but before we get into the thing that I wanted to talk about, let's talk about this X Men trailer. We got a, we got a robust X Men trailer uh, that dropped. You got some Oscar Isaac just booming along Oof. as apocalypse. apocalypse. It's looking good. Looking not like a Power Ranger villain anymore. Thankfully. Yeah. No. They've um, they've been killing it. Uh, you got some more sweet Psylocke action. You got Magneto crying over his poor little family, <laughs> and yeah, and you got Quicksilver with the quips. He's doing a little funny. That bit, was a funny little line. Know. Yeah, show a little humor. I love it. A little humor in there. I I, I really like the Fox's X Men's portrayal of Quicksilver versus Marvel's portrayal of Quicksilver. For whatever you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't done that. And in a while. Um, um, and then again, we we catch another glimpse of this. And I actually meant to mention that meant, meant to whoa. mention this before. Yeah, when we were doing our Deadpool for the X Men right. movie, and you said that you didn't think uh, I, uh, Mystique yeah. was going to make it, which I agree. I, I still I don't. No, I don't think she will. She won't. This this trailer but even drove it home for me. The person that I meant to mention from that episode was havoc because we see a yep. scene where they're in cerebro they're in the room and he's going full out full man. Force. he's got the full force of his havoc beam coming out of his chest like if whatever's attacking them doesn't kill him i think he's just going to use all of his energy and die yeah right then right. and there like i think that is the last scene right there i think this trailer made me i i i, I could see that I would say he probably survives or like it gets to a point where 
he just kind of falls to the side and is like you know drained of energy not, but still just, comes back somehow he's like unconscious okay but this trailer this trailer had a narrative to it and it was really driven by mystique and how she was essentially training this group it, i mean <laughs> to me and maybe this is because i'm seeing it through the prism of like oh i think i think she's gonna die but like this really felt like a farewell like all right i'm gonna train you guys i'm gonna lead you guys into battle teach you everything mm-hmm. i know and right. then, like, I'll probably die at some point, but you guys will have learned everything that I had to give. And this would be, like, a great way for me to, you know, be a martyr, I guess, for this group. And You got to win it for the Gipper. Win for the Gipper. And, like, or maybe yeah. she'll die, and, like, this will, like, really spur them on to victory. Um, yeah. But I, I still think she's dead, dude. She's pregnant. She's, I, she's I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong about that. Um but that was that was a cool thing about this trailer though, is that it felt like it had a little story to it. Which sometimes they don't do that with trailers. It's just kind of like a yeah. Sometimes it's just just a bunch nonsense. of action scenes. But um, yeah, they they really set up the 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 tension and the conflict here. And I mean, we're, we're set up. You know, it's like you've you've already you've already sold the movie. We know the two factions that are going to be going up against each other, and we know what's on the line. Uh, pretty much the world. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, well, I don't know. Who knows, man? Apocalypse doesn't seem like too bad a guy. Like he's like, I just want to fuck this world up and like start over, and maybe that world that he creates is way better. So I don't know. It's yeah, Oscar Isaac. I mean, everything creates... that guy touches has been pretty good. So why not? Yeah, maybe maybe the world he creates like believes totally in you know global warming. Yeah. What if he's Captain Planet? <laughs> we this whole fucking time. <laughs> what if he's Captain Planet right. this whole time? Uh, but no, that, that movie looks good, man. Trying to take pollution down to zero. <laughs> right. Good action sequences. You know, yeah. it's got a lot of similarities. Oh, I think what's, or, I mean, we, there's just so much going on with all these What characters. about the tag, dude? What about the uh, the tag on the end there? Oh, we haven't even touched on that yet. We saw some yeah. uh, some claws a-popping. I'm um, yep. pretty sure that was Wolverine, dude. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that was... I, I think it was Colossus. Okay, yeah, it probably was close. Uh, no, that was <laughs> definitely Wolverine. So we're gonna get a little Wolverine, little Hugh Jack. Yeah, Hugh Jack attack. What's up, bub? Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it's that's great. You know, there was a. Uh, I think that they already had confirmed that he wasn't gonna be in it. Like he was just like, "Nah, I'm not doing it." Like, right. You know, and then boom, there he is. It's like, oh, you guys, you had us all you along. It's good though. Uh, also, like, uh, I think her name is, uh, I probably should guess at this, but it, her name is Sophie Turner. Uh, it's going to be, be playing Jean Grey. She's from Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's interesting that now that you're seeing the Game of Thrones cast kind of move out into other stuff. Oh, that's right. Um, Maisie Williams is going to be... Uh, we got Finn's Jones. we got Maisie Williams as Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. Really excited about that. Um, by the way, I know you're not a big Game of Thrones fan, too, but... Uh, you probably wouldn't like this first episode in the news. I heard, yeah, I heard bad things about it. It was, it was just, yeah, it was just an episode. It wasn't terrible, but like for being the first episode of a season, I think it was more like anyway. Lame of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So one of the other interesting things we get to see Wolverine, or sort of, you know, we see some claws pop. We actually might get to see some other kind of claws <laughs> pop right. in Wolverine. Three, which might be called Old Man Logan, we're not sure yet. Kind of keep going back and forth on that. Because what we're hearing now is that they might introduce X-23, which is like a female Wolverine, except she's only got two claws popping out of her hands, but she got the blades coming out of her feet. The third blade. The third yeah, one The third blade, claw is, is out of her feet, which is an awful visual by the way. Mm. And that's one of those two where like, I think if you accidentally pop your, your, your hand claws, you can get away with it without causing too much damage, but you accidentally pop a a foot claw and you just destroyed your shoes. Oh, those shoes are done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Anyway, dude, that's, that's cool. But yeah, so X 23 is for those that aren't aware. Uh, she, She's like a genetic clone of Wolverine. Um, not really his daughter. It's more like a clone situation. Although I think they retcon some of her stuff sometimes, you know, because that's what they do. But anyway, 
it might be a way for Fox to continue the Wolverine namesake beyond Hugh Jackman. That's true. Um, because even in the comics, X twenty three is Wolverine now. She is like took over the, the Wolverine took over comic the franchise, her. right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, cool. Could be interesting. I guess I they haven't. I really. I mean, to be honest, if I sound hesitant, I think it's really just because I'm worried about... That's why. Nah, well, I'm worried about the foot claws. Yeah, I, you're not a big fan I, of the foot claws. Mm-mm. I saw, like, a Photoshop cosplay thing of a... And I showed it to That's you. That's right. Uh, of a Terrifying. woman. And she's got the foot claws coming out, and I'm like, mm, no. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not a big fan of the foot claws either, because... I'm okay with the two claws up on the hands, that's the fine. cool thing with the hands is that it comes out of basically like your knuckles, right? But yeah. like your feet, they—I mean, they—it's just they don't really have knuckles. Like it, it comes out of like between, like the webbing between your your toes. Uh. <laughs> this, this whole segment's just making me uncomfortable. I just don't like it. I just don't think I there's don't, a good place to put to put claws in your feet. Coming out of the toes, maybe. Coming out of the oh, like the fingernail, the toenails. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, but then like it's just one toenail, and like that's not how the hand ones work. They're not like they don't come out of your fingernails. Yeah, they come out of your fingers. No. I don't know, I don't know. about the f- I don't know about the foot <laughs> claw. This has nothing against uh, the idea of her being in the movie. I think it's just we're just not sure what to do with the character of X twenty three. I think they need to, to just give her three claws because like if you come out with a female Wolverine and she's got one less claw, like what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> She's a clone that, who has one less that's claw. That's 75 cents to every dollar. That's what that is. <laughs> that's some BS, man. Give her three claws. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe give her, like, a small side claw coming out the side of her hand, like a like where the thumb is. Yeah. Like, or give her, like, a like, claw bam. hilt. <laughs> yeah, like a claw hilt. That worked really well for Kylo Ren, I'm just yeah. saying. I don't know. Something needs to happen with those claws, uh, though. But that's cool. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who they cast. Marvel, I yeah. mean, well, Marvel properties tend to go for big names, so we'll see if they, uh, if they can get a big name to, to play that character. What are the odds that it's Lucy Liu? Zero. Zero percent. Zero percent. Because okay. isn't, I'm not 100% sure of this, but doesn't the, uh, doesn't X-23 have some kind of Asian descent? Within oh, that's right, because they, backstory? yeah. Um, I saw a story on that where it was like they were looking for yeah wait I have it right here actually it was the casting call and it was it was asking for a Caucasian Hispanic or Asian looking woman over the age of 21 who is between 4 foot and 4 foot 11 and a size 0 to 4 interesting so interesting um, Laura Laura Kinney is uh, yeah. X-23. And, X-23. I mean, right. looking at just, like, images of her, I don't know. I mean, you could have... This is this is going to be really unpopular, but she kind of looks like the chick from Twilight. Who's the chick from Twilight? Kristen... Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart. Book it. Oh, my God. It'll be Kristen don't, Stewart. Don't. It'll be, dude, Why? oh! Don't do it. Yes, it's going to no. be Kristen Stewart. Book it oh, now. God, don't do Book it, it now. <laughs> don't do it. Dude... She looks so oh, much like her. Up. It's done. It's a done deal. Oh, it's over. Oh no! It's over. Oh no! Oh no! All right. Well, I'm I'm immediately out. Okay. You don't like her over. just no selling everything that she does? Oh. Just just stone face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, I'm out. Um. <laughs> all right. So now that we've put the X twenty three thing to rest. Uh let's get let's talk about something that I actually am excited, super excited about now, now that you've ruined it. Yep. Uh with Kristen Stewart. Uh we got to see the Killing Joke trailer uh this week. And yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um and now it's a it's a green screen trailer, so it's it's a for all audiences trailer. It's not like a red band where they can oh, actually right, show right. like rated R stuff. Well, green screen so sounds it's like green, it's like green, one of the. I mean, sorry, green band, yeah, green, green band right. trailer. Um, but we get to hear Mark Hamill as the Joker, Kevin Conroy as Batman. You see a lot of the images in the trailer are straight from the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, like uh, the 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 Joker kind of grabbing his head and making that crazy look. 
kind of what yeah, what Jared the, Leto tried to reproduce with his with that terrible uh, with the with all the with all the tattoos, the first image that everyone mm. started freaking out about. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh, uh, it looks cool, man. It does. Mark, I, oh, I Mark have, Hamill's I, so good as I Joker. suspect that was that? Mark Hamill's so good as a Joker. It's insane. Oh, he is. He's he's so brilliant. It's so crazy that this is the guy that is Luke Skywalker, one of the most widely recognized pop culture characters of all time. And for a lot of people, and I think rightfully so, he is the Joker. Yeah. Because he does such a fantastic job of doing the voice for the Joker. That he is the Joker. It's so crazy that one person is Luke Skywalker and the Joker. <laughs> it's insane how good it is. Uh, and like it's to the point too where you listen to it, I don't think you most people would even guess it was him if they didn't know it was him. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, not even. Um, yeah, not even. Um, but yeah, you, you, you get to see, you get like kind of teased the, the, of like how the Joker is essentially losing his mind. And um, I think the last line in the trailer is, it just takes one bad day. Um, yeah. It's a really good line. It is a really good line. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just like a descent into madness. It's really interesting. It should, it should be good. I, I think it's going to be the best selling of all of the superhero animated films, Marvel or DC, yeah. to this point. Not, not like, so really, much of really the Batgirl do. stuff, uh, but obviously you can't. I mean, they didn't really get into it, but she does appear at one point. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously that's a that's a pretty big... Both as Batgirl and you see a little bit of her as Barbara right. Gordon as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they can't... Because of the nature of her story is so dark, I mean, they're going to have to do a red band if they if they do anything with that i think yeah this movie is has received an r rating which is the first for dc even though i still believe (laughs) flashpoint paradox (laughs) should have had one uh considering some of the death scenes in there but um we'll see how far they take it i mean from what we hear it's going to be a very faithful reproduction of the comics so i mean everything that you see in this trailer points in that direction yeah. i'm 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 really i i've always been a really big fan of the dc animated arm of what they do and um i'm i'm really looking forward to this one um all right man let's oh it's that time it's finally here <laughs> oh my goodness so i don't know if you know but there's this trailer that came out it's like a really quick 30 second trailer and it's like captain america it's like put on the suit and it's like shows really quick blurbs of like all these other publications saying like this movie's amazing. Yep. But beyond all of that, who cares? You get to see Spidey swinging, crash through some windows and glass and whatnot. Looks like at an airport, I, just, I guess in the same yeah. setting, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he kicks the shit out of the Falcon. Yep, he does. I think Falcon just immediately gets just gets destroyed, and then he stops a punch from uh from Winter Soldier. And then he makes a quip about having a metal arm and how cool that is. Oh, say the line, dude. Come on. Okay, okay. It's a, uh, whoa, you got a metal arm? Cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, That's exactly what it was. Um, Yeah, dude. Pretty damn cool. (laughs) It is cool. Uh, Okay, so beyond my my Spider-Man fanboy fandom, it does look like a really cool trailer. It's really quick. It's a lot of, like we were talking about before, it's just a lot of action sequences. Kind of thrown together. Uh, you see Black Panther um, again claw out the uh, the motorcycle that uh, Winter Soldier's on. Uh, can't wait to see Black Panther in this. By the way, like I really think, kind of the way Wonder Woman was really awesome and unexpectedly super awesome in uh, BVS. I think maybe Black Panther could do that here in Civil War beyond Spider Man stealing the entire movie in my in my estimation, but. Yeah, so it's a bunch of it's a bunch of quick little sequences and uh, action sequences, but yeah, we get another little taste of Spidey. He still sounds like a little kid, which I mean, he's a little kid, so what are you gonna do? Uh, but there, was there anything in particular that stood out for you, trailer-wise, for this? I know it was just a short, little thirty-second clip. Yeah, no, it's just getting me more jazzed for the movie because uh, there's just so many different um, combinations of characters fighting each other which is like so basic but i think it's it could make for some really interesting really cool action sequences uh this was just a pure pure action trailer so 
not much in as far as character development. But yeah, no, the Spider-Man bit is what everyone's talking about because uh, it's our second look at him since he's shown up. And right off the bat, you know, you, you just get the sense that this is a different Spider-Man than we've ever gotten. Um, <laughs> wait, was that funny? No, no, no. I was just thinking of uh, when, when he catches Winter Soldier's punch, I just was thinking about how how Bucky like looks at him like the fuck like yeah right because he stops his punch cold like he's he's not even really trying honestly um or at least it doesn't look like it and and uh I just was thinking about Bucky's face and he's just like what it was kind of like when uh when Batman blocked Superman's punch oh yeah uh in the BVS trailer there's gonna be a lot of that in this movie um and I almost wonder if somebody can put together like 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 a big graphic, if you will, of like, okay, a Bucky punch can be stopped by Spider-Man, but like can't be stopped by Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like everyone's powers oh, and like how right. they, how they, how they relate, how they relate to, to it and, and like how, who, who, it's almost like a, pa- a game of like paper, rocks and scissors. It's like who can beat right. who with what uh, power. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's also an indication of how strong Spider-Man is, right? Like he's stopping like a like a metal arm um like that's that's pretty huge um and it's showing that he's not just like a a you know nerd kid who like flies around he's also super powerful so that's another element of spider-man that that we're getting yeah. in this too actually and now that you say that 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 brings up uh, an idea for me and i have a feeling that, that they might actually do this in the movie is that you know he is a young kid like you said and he is super powerful but maybe he doesn't quite fully grasp how powerful he is so maybe he like accidentally hurts someone yep you know kind of badly he's like oh no i'm sorry like you know what i mean like he you know or maybe he feels bad about about it like leaves like maybe he accidentally like breaks scarlet witch's arm or something and or like you know ant-man's arm and then he's just like oh no ah and then he like runs away because he's like can't deal with the the guilt of of significantly hurting someone. Yeah, and then the other thing is the voice, right? I mean, we haven't had a Spider-Man who sounded this young before, and yeah, that's also keeping in line with the comics. I mean, that is what the comics are, and and and, and um, I still think this could yeah. prove to be the most faithful reproduction of Spider-Man we've seen so far, as as far as just the comics and and re- and recreating the Spider-Man from the comics, the original Spider-Man in in the movies this might end up being the most faithful version that we see i don't know if you also get that sense but that's kind of how oh yeah i I definitely do and the other thing is i think that we're fortunate to be what like eight years now into the marvel cinematic universe because all of the heroes that we have whether it be iron man captain america you know even and even some of the newer ones um they're older you know they're adults they're fully formed adults um and so to be able to play that against the wide-eyed teenager kid nature of peter parker and spider-man like you really get a sense of how different it is yeah for him you know what i mean so so that's something that they've never really touched on in any of the other spider-man movies because you know what I mean? Like he didn't, other than having like the Green Goblin to fight or whatever, there wasn't really that that part of the psyche of it was never really touched upon. Um, you know, because they, he just didn't have enough of those kind of characters to interact with. But now he does. Right. I think that's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I agree. And like I think from what I've seen, there's going to be quite a bit of Spider-Man in this. He's not like a like a just a guy who's going to show up for one scene. Um, so. It'll be cool to see, man. Uh, I wonder if we'll yeah. get, you know, a lot of the backstory with him and Tony. Um, but, uh, well, you know, the thing is, even if we don't get it in Civil War, there's definitely a chance to get it in Homecoming. Yeah, right. So. How do you feel about Spider-Man having Tony Stark of all people as a potential father figure? I mean, <laughs> Oof, yeah, that's rough, man. That's, I mean, I like Tony. I like RDJ's portrayal of Tony, and everything, but like, that's not the guy that I would like. You definitely would go Steve Rogers, not. Yeah, Tony right. Stark, you know, as a as a role model, but um, though I'm Team Iron Man all the really way, man. I know, I know you are, but I'm just saying, like, well, you want so you obviously you would want Tony as your father figure. I don't know about father figure, Steve. but um, 
but I, I I'm on his side as far as the 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 Civil War debate. Right. Right. And we we I mean um, we, we, we could talk about that if you want. But we don't have to. Uh, well, you know, I I'm just Team Spidey, so I'm I mean I'm technically oh, I mean I'm Team Cap. I like Cap, but I'm just I'm Team Spidey. Okay, I'm just I'll go wherever he goes. I don't even care. It, it's like when you have like basketball fans that are like I'm a you know I'm a I'm a Michael Jordan fan, so I'm a Wizards fan now. It's like what? <laughs> okay, that's weird. So if Spidey stays on Team Iron Man for the whole movie. That means you're Team Iron Man. Ah oh, man. Yeah. So you have to answer those questions. Yeah, I do. But not right now. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the other interesting thing, right? Because we had yeah. heard, though I don't know if this was ever an official thing, it was just kind of like a talked about thing, is that Spider-Man was probably likely going to change allegiances in Civil War. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about him and Tony, you know, essentially, or Tony being potentially a father figure to him in Homecoming... That would almost indicate to me that Spidey is, is staying on Team Iron Man. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. Um, that's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious. Uh, there's just so much to look forward to about this movie. I'm, I'm so, so excited. Um, I agree. It's, like, it's not only out. just it's... that this movie is going to be cool, but it's got the potential, and I, I think Marvel's obviously looking at it this way, to also set us in motion for all the movies that are coming afterwards. Um, which is which yeah. is really awesome too. So I feel like even after the movie's over, we're gonna have uh, a good idea of where all these characters are going and 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 what's to come in the future. And that's that's exciting as well. And that's that's the key, that's man. Be, that's gonna be a fun episode to pod too. Yeah, because that's what Marvel has done super well is that they don't just get you excited for the movie that's coming up, but then they get you pumped for the for the what's coming up after that. You it's know, like a never-ending you know, thing. It's a never-ending story. That's a really yeah. It's it's like a comic book. It's how they do the cliffhanger, right. you know, on the last issue and like the last few pages. And then you want to read the next one, and it actually not to go not to hark too much on BVS, but coming out of BVS, the only character I cared about was Wonder Woman. Yeah, like right. I really do want to know what happens with Wonder Woman and what what happens next for her. And I am super psyched for that movie. But Batman, it's like meh. Like, yeah. okay, I mean, I guess I'll see it when he comes out or whatever, but I wasn't like, what happens next for Bruce Wayne and Batman? Right, right. And I wasn't like, what's going to happen with The Flash? What's going to happen with Cyborg? Yeah, like, I, no, you're totally right. I just kind of didn't care. Wonder Woman, I was like, yeah, what's going to happen with Wonder Woman? Like, that's a question I had at the end of that movie. Well, you'll, you'll with, find out what happens to her beforehand, right? Because isn't it technically a prequel that we're getting from her? Yeah, I know, yeah. it's a prequel, so... Well, you know, I'm I'm curious both ways, but like, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I'm totally taking that yeah. out of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, wow, and uh, but yeah, Civil War, wow, just so psyched. I have a feeling. So, uh, I don't think I've ever actually publicly said this. I saw Star Wars: The Force Awakens seven times in the movie. <laughs> okay, seven times. I really like the yeah. movie. I, at one point, at some point, it just became like, if anyone wants to go and wants me to go with them, I'll go, kind of thing. But I saw it seven times. I, I actually suspect that I might see Civil War more than that. Oh, my God, dude. In the theater. Maybe. Don't. Don't. Just don't. Maybe. Dude. It just looks so good. I hope. I'm, I'm, I'm so worried that I'm building it up too much. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about Civil War. All right, man. Let's jump. Let's anyway. jump to. We have a couple yeah. more things to go this week yeah. uh, before we wrap it yeah. up. Um, and the next thing we need to touch touch on. I'm gonna let you carry this one. Mm, now you're touching. Now, now you're yeah, touching you, you transferred the touching uh, over here. That sounded weird. Let's get sweaty. Uh, I'll let you take uh-huh. this one. It's about Inhumans, uh, yeah. and yep. if you were super jazzed for that movie. Oh boy, do I have some bad news for you? Looks like that one is not gonna be happening after all. Um, what's yeah. the story with that one? So, you know, it's interesting that we're in this golden age of superhero films and comic book movies. But even in that, Hollywood's going to Hollywood, you know, and um, <laughs> stuff stuff happens and stuff gets taken off. Gambit is gone. I, I really don't think we're ever going to see a Gambit movie, by the way. Really? Not a solo, not a solo film. I think they're going to incorporate him into something else. 
Uh, and now we're not going to have an Inhumans movie, at least uh, not anytime soon, because it is completely off the slate. It was originally going to come out, I think, in 2019. Um, that's that's gone. That's off the table. And so I did a little bit of research into this as to seeing, you know, kind of what happened here. And because at one point they had Vin Diesel in talks to play Black Bolt as uh, one of the main Inhuman characters. And it's like, wow, if you get Vin Diesel, I mean, that guy is pretty solid. Um, box office wise but so a couple of things here there's some there's various theories as to why this has gone off the table one is that because of the Ike Perlmutter uh, Kevin uh, uh, Feige split of how the film Marvel film and Marvel TV are completely separate now and the TV side is using a lot of inhuman stuff that they decided to keep inhumans just as a TV thing and not incorporate them into the movies in any way um, another theory is that Marvel Studios and Fox are talking behind the scenes to do one of two things. Either Fox is going to give Fantastic Four to Marvel fully, in which case Fantastic Four and the Inhumans are kind of linked together. Um, so they might want to save the Inhumans for that Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. Or, and this is where a lot of sweaty nerds are getting a little too excited, because I, I kind of don't think this is likely, but there's talks that maybe Fox and Marvel are talking about doing a X-Men Avengers movie. And the reason that would impact an Inhumans movie is that Marvel, knowing that they can't touch the X-Men characters in their movies, were going to make Inhumans basically their new version of the X-Men, because... Inhumans are basically like mutants. They're 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 humans that gain special abilities when they're exposed to the Terrigen mist. It's like these crystals that they break and this mist comes up and that activates these powers, these hidden powers and sometimes they it changes their uh, appearance and stuff. And and that's what Inhumans do and so Marvel was going to kind of use them as a backup to make you know, to do all the mutant storylines that they couldn't do with the X-Men. But if Fox lets them use the X-Men, then they won't need to use the Inhumans. That's the theory, at least. I don't really buy it because I think Fox is making way too much money with X-Men on their own. You've got Apocalypse coming out. Looks great. Wolverine's got a lot of buzz. Deadpool is going, you know, bonkers. I don't think that Fox is ready to talk to Marvel in that sense. But I think maybe the Fantastic Four thing might have some legs. Yeah. And I think I, I almost wonder if this is also another ripple effect of Deadpool, you know. I don't I don't know if they were really expecting it to be that huge. And it's it's already kind of changed um the movie landscape for for what's the movies uh I guess the the planned movies are going forward. So maybe this is yeah. just another another casualty of the unexpected success of Deadpool. Yeah, and the thing is, and you and I have talked about this before, but, you know, the nature of movies and in Hollywood, it's very fluid. Right. You know, things pop up and disappear out of nowhere all of the time. I mean, even even a cash cow like comic book movies is not immune to that. So, yep. I mean, of all, of all the films that were coming out, Inhumans was kind of lower tier for me in terms of what I was getting psyched about. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't like to see things move off. I maybe they can get around to it at some point later down the road. It doesn't bug me in that I think also, like I I, I do kind of see us getting to a point where the comic book stuff might get a little too, bit too much, and I think saturated a little a saturation. little too saturated, and then like and then I feel like these kind of properties when they come up are are, are almost kind of destined to fail because they're just going to be they're just going to be like secondary. Ter- tertiary <laughs> such nice. a weird word to say out loud uh, properties and people are just not going to take them that seriously I, I would have agreed with that um, perspective except for Guardians of the Galaxy yeah and that's think, true but maybe we just I haven't gotten to that Guardians, point yet yeah that's true um, at the same time honestly I'd rather see a really good ghost writer movie before I see Inhumans. You know what I mean? Like, there's other stuff that they could do that I'd rather see first. I mean, there's other valuable comic book characters out there. Darkhawk. Mm, okay. And, uh, alright, man. Uh, so you, you you stumbled upon a little bit of controversy uh, as I do. the last few days, yeah. as, as you want to do. 
Uh, you want to touch on that for the our yeah. Great well, we did that. You know, we talked universe. about this a little bit. I think I think we talked about it in the last cast. Maybe we didn't. Uh, but it was about the casting of Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One in the upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Um, the screenwriter for the film actually responded to a lot of the criticism because uh, the Ancient One is uh, Tibetan in the comics, and Tilda Swinton is spoiler not alert not from Tibet. Not from Tibet. Um, she is very white and English, um, but uh, the film, uh, the screenwriter, Weebs. yeah, C. Robert Cargill is his name, uh, gave uh-huh. a description of or gave an answer to why um, they went this route. I'll just read his quote here. He says, "The Ancient One was a racist stereotype who comes from a region of the world that is in a very weird political place. He originates from t- Tibet, so if you acknowledge that Tibet is a place." and that he's Tibetan, you risk alienating one billion people. He's referring, of course, to China and how that's a huge market, particularly for superhero films. Uh, so it seemed like it was double-fold. It was wanting to potentially get away from a, or get away from a potentially racist portrayal of an Asian character, a kind of mystical Asian character, uh, could you know be very, very stereotypical. Um, certainly comic books have had a problem for many years of, of having stereotypical Asian characters, the Mandarin being one that comes to mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And on top of that, also financial, because if you make this character Tibetan, it could potentially hurt your your chances of of having a successful movie in China. Uh, These, to me, the financial one, less so, but to me, they do seem like two good reasons to do what they did. (laughs) At least it makes sense, whether you agree with it or not. They're Um, pragmatic reasons. It wasn't just oh, we didn't think an Asian person could sell or, you know, or like we didn't really want, uh, even though no one's going to say that, um, it seems like there's more of a reasoning to it than just, you know, Hollywood's just white and we're just going to, we're going to whitewash everything. Um, I don't I mean, I guess there was a potential there to go with a minority actor, you know, even if you didn't want to do an Asian, an Asian character, an Asian actor, um, I don't know, man. Is this, does this explanation satisfy you, or I, is it is it still kind of like, eh, okay? I, I get it. I get it. Um, and of course, there's there's always a lot of different variables that go into decisions like these. I would like to play devil's advocate though, and just say that you know, to speak to the they didn't want to, you know, touch the racist stereotype stuff. Well, then don't just write it. Write it better. Yeah. Write it in a way that is. Um, this is uplifting that punches upwards instead of punching downwards, and yeah, you know maybe that's not an easy thing to do. But well, shit, man. Sometimes good things aren't easy to do. Like you just gotta try harder. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're willing but, but to make uh, this character a white woman, then like why couldn't you know you could have done anything with it? You could have still made it an Asian character, but just done it in a more progressive way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a way to do that. <laughs> it's not like Oh, okay, just having a, an Asian character who's kind of like this mystical Asian character is always going to be stereotypical. I mean, you could probably do it in a right. way that's, that would work uh, and it would still be... Th- that, being, yeah, go ahead. that being said, I go back to the point that we made last uh, last podcast, which was, look, if Tilda Swinton is interested in your project and you can get Tilda Swinton on board, you get Tilda Swinton because right. she's great. Um, that's true. You know, that 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 to me, that's the ultimate like I'm still not cool with the whitewashing and stuff. And like with Ghost in the Shell, it's way more problematic. And I love Scarlett Johansson. But like, um, you know, it is a problem and there's definitely an issue there. But tell us when, man, like you get tell us when you get tell us when. That's true, man. So uh, we're almost at the end of the show. Let's yeah. let's end things with a cool little bit of marketing that uh, that I saw today. Uh, from the television show Preacher, which is going to be debuting soon, right? Isn't that coming up? Like, yeah, it's coming up. Is May, it the end of this May month? May twenty second. So we're less than a month away. Um, a show that both of us are are very excited about uh, has been getting some good, really good reviews, and they did this thing which I thought was really cool. I, I'm not really sure if it's the entire comic, but um, what they did was they re-released, uh, or they're going to re-release. The first uh, preacher comic, uh, one of sixty something, I think. Um, in, I think there's sixty six yep, in the whole series, yeah. um, 
And what they did was, at least on the cover, it would be super cool if they do the whole comic like this, but on the cover, they drew the three main characters to look like they do on the show. Uh, so Tulip uh, looks very different, as you, as everyone knows, from just looking at the trailers. Uh, she now looks like the actress in the show on the on the cover. It'd be great if the whole comic is like that, but I think it's just smart to to uh, get people who maybe don't know about anything about Preacher to read that first comic, which is a really a great introduction into that series, uh, but also to see it with 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 the new faces that are going to be representing these characters. I, I just thought it was cool. Yeah, no, it looks great. It's a really brilliant idea by marketing. Not only that, the comic is going to be free. Oh right, uh, I right. believe. And so, look at go to your uh, local neighborhood comic book store and, and pick that up, uh, CBCers. And um, yeah, it looks cool. It'd be really neat if it's the whole issue. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, at least it's the cover. By the way, we talked about Ruth Nega earlier, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, playing Tulip and how different she looks compared to the Tulip in the comic. I just realized that Ruth Nega was is this is a woman that. Uh, was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I loved her in Agents of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. so I'm even more psyched now that she's in Preacher because I thought she was fantastic in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah. Alright man. That's all I gotta say about that. I think, the, I think the cover looks great though. Cool dude. Well, I think we covered all the main news from this week. Next week um, we may or may not record a pre-Civil War podcast. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna promise it. More than likely we won't. You'll probably be listening to us next week and probably late next week just bash the just shit talking out about how War. terrible it was um more than likely uh you gushing about spider-man and me crying that tony dies um uh, <laughs> but um until then uh, until the the super civil war extravaganza the fortress of potitude is closed stay super everyone later guys later guys